Hey there, I'm Travis Albritton, host of the Practical Christian Podcast, and I want to tell you about my new book, Small Group Leader Secrets. Apathy is the enemy of every small group leader. When people don't care, they aren't invested. And when they aren't invested, you end up having to do everything. You may even doubt yourself and wonder if you have what it takes to lead effectively. The secret to leading a thriving small group is knowing how to get everyone involved so that you aren't the one doing all the work. In the book, I break down the seven principles that will make or break your small group. You'll learn things like how to get everyone on the same page, how to craft great discussions in minutes, not hours, and how to build deep and lasting relationships within your group. You don't have to settle for a mediocre small group. Learn how to lead a thriving small group and become everyone's favorite leader. To learn more and to pre-order Small Group Leader Secrets, just go to the website smallgroupleadersecrets.com. And now, on with the show. This is episode number 95, and today we're talking about the power of being still. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher, and every day we'll dive into the tips tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical Christian training. If I asked you what you think about meditation, what comes to mind? Is it a Buddhist monk sitting with their legs crossed on the floor, wearing a yellow robe and chanting long om sounds? Is that, is that what you're thinking about? <laughs> if you are, well, that's how most people think about the word meditation or the practice of meditation. And it is true that it is widely associated with Buddhism and monks and those kind of people. But truthfully, meditation is one of the most powerful spiritual disciplines that you can incorporate into your daily life. And you don't have to go to monk school in order to see the benefits of it in your life. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, that meditation really is something you should be doing. Now, meditation is not unique to Christianity. It is widely practiced in various ways and using various techniques across many different cultures and religions. So what I want to do is focus on the two main ways that you should be meditating as a Christian. And even as we walk through these, you'll see that they're not as far out there as maybe you might think. So the first way that you should start meditating as a Christian, if you aren't already, is meditating on God's Word. And uh, real quick, before we uh, go forward, when I talk about meditation, I'm talking about thinking about an idea, right? So you have an idea or a concept that you're thinking about, and you're looking at it from a variety of angles. You're considering it. You're uh, connecting it to other things that you've learned, other experiences, weighing the pros and cons of different courses of action, right? So just really thinking through something. That's what we're talking about when we talk about meditation, all right? So uh, the first first way is meditating on God's Word. And Psalm 119 is an entire chapter devoted to uh, the love of God's Word. And uh, picking it up first, verse 9, I think this is a really powerful, powerful verse, or a powerful passage here. It says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. 
I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. And so here the writer is talking about his love for God's word, that he has hidden the word in his heart, that he has memorized scripture, that he wants to embody God's teachings. And so as you're studying your Bible, as you're reading different passages in the Bible, don't just read it. Don't just read it for the information. Reflect on what it means. You know, what does this verse say about God? What does it say about me? What does it say about my interactions with other people? What does it say about the pursuit of wisdom? What is a wise course of action in life as a result of implementing this scripture? So it's really taking it a level deeper, that as you're reading scriptures in the Bible, as you're studying God's word, thinking about what does this really mean, and letting the full weight of God's word sink into your life. I can tell you personally that many of my spiritual breakthroughs have happened because I spent time meditating on a particular passage and just thinking about it from different angles until it finally clicked in. You know, if if you are uh, like most of us and you've read passages in the Bible and thought, I have no earthly idea what God is talking about or why this matters or why it applies to me. And, you know, there are passages like that still for me. I, I am not, I would not consider myself to be an expert. I would just consider myself to be a seasoned amateur when it comes to reading the Bible. Um, you know, but there are, there are passages that I wrestled with for a period of time. And, and then just through thinking about it and thinking about different ideas and things that it uh, reminded me of and other passages I could connect it to, finally it clicked. And I was like, wow, I really understand this now. I really have learned something new about God or learned something new about what it means to honor God with my life or learn something new about a, a teaching of Jesus. So meditating on God's word is really important and is a, a great spiritual discipline. And then the second one is meditate to listen. Meditate to listen. And I want to tell a story uh, from the Old Testament before I dig into what this means. Because uh, often when you think about God speaking to us, we think about the uh, the the bush on fire in the story of Moses. We think about Jesus coming and revealing himself in his divine nature to Paul on the road to Damascus. We think about these grand displays, these undeniable supernatural occurrences. But more often than not, that is not how God communicates with us. And so in 1 Kings chapter 19, we're going to read about this interaction with God and Elijah. And just to set the stage, Elijah has just uh, defeated the false prophets um, there were 450 false prophets of, you know, Baal and, and, you know, there's this pillar of fire that comes down and wipes out Elijah's sacrifice and the prophets of Baal get shown to be false prophets. And there's this huge victory for the Lord. And then Jezebel, the queen at the time, basically gives Elijah a death threat. And so he runs away. And so this is what the Lord said, starting in verse 11 to Elijah. He says, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart 
and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And the reason that this story is so powerful is because, again, we, we expect God to show up with earthquakes and fire and, and whirlwinds, right? But in this interaction with Elijah, he shows up in a whisper. And we can spend so much time in our quiet times and in our lives talking at God, whether that's through prayer, lifting up prayer requests, or uh, reading the Bible in order to extract information. Rarely do we take the time to just sit and allow him to speak to us. Now, I'm not talking about receiving direct revelations necessarily, all right? But we're, I'm talking about allowing God to move your heart. I'm allowing God, allowing God to put things on your heart, to bring things to mind, to, uh, to allow the Holy Spirit to speak into your heart. And because when God is trying to tell you something, when he's trying to get your attention, chances are it will be in the form of a whisper or a gentle nudge. It's not going to be this crazy display, uh, you know, or, or fire coming, from, coming down from heaven. You know, it's not going to be that. It's going to be a whisper. It's going to be a nudge. It's going to be, uh, you know, a very distinct feeling that, okay, I need to do something with this feeling. Um, Ezekiel talks about how, uh, as, a, as he's called to be a prophet, that if he tried to not speak the word of God, it would be like a fire uh, in his bones that he could not keep his mouth shut. You know, those kind of uh, discontents that God gives us, that he wants us to do something about, like those are the things that we only are able to identify and understand if we're taking the time to listen, if we're taking the time to, to sit and be quiet. And the other really cool thing about your relationship with God is that as a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit working in tangent with you in tandem as uh, your guide, as your teacher, as your mentor, and he is trying to guide you and use you for God's purposes. And so what we want to do is similar to how the Apostle Paul learned how to interact with the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. We want to learn how to allow the Holy Spirit to speak into our lives and to learn to recognize his voice so we can, we can tell when he's asking us to go and do something, when he's prompting us to do something. But that only happens if you're trying to listen, if you're looking for that voice. And so you want to take the time to just meditate in order to listen. Take time in silence, thinking about God, thinking about uh, you know what's going on in your life and how you're trying to follow God, and allow God to speak into your life and just listen. Now, the reason we're talking about meditation and the reason that it's so powerful is that each of us longs to grow deeper in our connection to God and in our understanding of his word. And incorporating meditation into your daily quiet times and allowing yourself the space to just be still, when you can do that, you may just discover that there's a voice there that you've been missing out on. Well, that is it for today. Make sure to smash that subscribe button to get daily practical tips just like this one. Leave a review in Apple Podcasts for your chance to get a shout out as the super fan of the week. And make sure to head over to the podcast Facebook group to connect with me and help decide future episode topics. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. 
Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. I'm Travis Albritton, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.